Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let's have a look at uh, the biggest story in sport around the world over the last couple of days. Is here. That is the new deal for Shohei Atane. Uh, he's moving from the LA Angels to the LA Dodgers for seven hundred million US over ten Huge trip. years. Big trip, big trip, thirty miles. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's kind of a little bit reminiscent of a few others that I can remember as well. But let's, let's talk to an expert on this. Howard uh, Pakaranga, Indians' favourite son, Hugh Bannon, joins us. Uh, the baseball uh, doyen that is. Good morning, Hugh. How are you? Morning, fellas. Very well, thank you. That's a story, mate. That's a story. Uh, Otane, big, big move. Seven hundred million US. Biggest move in baseball history out doing Mike Trout's. Uh, were you surprised at the amount, given how much bigger it is than everything else? Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think everyone's surprised at the amount. I mean, that's uh, the top paid players last year, you know, per year. Max Scherzer, 43 million. I mean, I tell you, they, they just moved the top of the market by 87%. So <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like, this is in, this deal is insane, fellas. Like, um, and it's so LA, it's so Major League Baseball. Um, like you say, Trout was going to be paid the most before, but that was an extension. Uh, Aaron, Judge, Aaron Judge signed for 360 was the biggest free agency move, um, free agency signing we'd ever seen, and this is 700. But Shohei Otani, like he is, he is absolutely transformational to the sport. He is, you know, if you cut him in two, um, for those that don't know who Shohei Otani is, he bats and he pitches, which is unheard of in baseball since the days of Babe Ruth. If you cut him in two, you'd have two all-stars. He is an all-star batter, and he is an all-star pitcher. So now, if you cut his salary in two, you can pay two all-stars. So his agent's done a wonderful job here, lads, uh, and they've done it in a, in a shrewd way as well, uh, which we'll get to. But you've got to remember with Otani, he has literally reshaped the conception of what's possible in baseball, and he's even rewritten the rule book. There is an Otani rule now uh, that Major League Baseball introduced that allows the pitcher to be assigned to a, a designated hitting spot even if the pitcher comes off which is a bit inside baseball, literally, but they had to literally write a rule because they'd never seen a player like him, and they named it after him. So that's, that's how big a generational talent, a historical talent we're looking at here. So it's, it's fitting that he's the guy who, who's locked in a contract like this. Yeah, let's dive into, uh, let's dive into this contract. Uh, it, when you look at it from face value, you think, okay, $700 million, that's a big chunk straight out of the LA Dodgers' uh, salary, uh, you know, whatever they can afford the budget. But it has been deferred past 10 years. He's going to mostly get paid outside of the 10-year window. Talk us a bit more about this contract. Is this the new way for contracts going forward for the NLB? Well, potentially, you know, it's a smart way for the team to save a bit of money. 
Um, mm. Yeah, like you say, the seven hundred million dollars. Most of it is deferred, and we paid out after his ten-year tenure. So what a deal for him! Ten years of getting mm. paid, still silly money, and then he'll continue getting paid into retirement. He's twenty-nine years old, so in ten years he'll be thirty-nine. Excuse <laughs> me, and and he'll still be getting paid a lot of money for the rest of his life. But those dollars from the Los Angeles Dodgers' point of view will um, depreciate due to inflation. Mm. So the present value of the contract is less than seven hundred million dollars conceptually, um, like considerably less. Um, if we assume where inflation is going to go. Now, I'm certainly not an accountant or an expert in this field whatsoever. But in terms of the competitive balance side of things and the salary cap, the salary system type of things, the average annual value is what counts. But that also takes into account the time value of the money. So the cap hit won't be anywhere near as big as it looks like it would have been if, uh, if it wasn't deferred, this contract wasn't deferred. So the upshot of this is the Dodgers still have money to go and sign other players. Mm-hmm. So you can look at that in a couple of ways, Izzy. You can say, well, that's ball dust, and surely that yeah. shouldn't be allowed because what's the point in the salary cap system if you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, now we'll sign him for this, but we'll just pay him a whole bunch when he's retired. Um, or you can look at it as just smart accounting and smart front office work from the Los Angeles Dodgers and Shohei Otani's now very, very, very rich agent. He wants to win. Is this the right move for him the, to go and win a Major League uh, World Series with, uh, with the Dodgers? They haven't missed a uh, postseason since 2012. Well, we're on the flip side, the Anaheim Angels, with their squad, haven't been able to crack into any postseason. Is this the right move? And was there anyone else in this race? There are a few teams in this race. I mean, the ones that would traditionally be in this race are the Yankees weren't in it so much. Like, go back to that Aaron Judge deal from before. Uh, the Blue Jays are the most butt hurt this morning because all the rumours and the chat was that he was on his way to Toronto and was literally on a flight to Toronto until he wasn't, um, which as a fan can, can kill you. Um, the Giants were in the race, but not so much. I mean, it looks like really from the start there's only been one team. Since high school, since he was in high school in Japan, him and the Dodgers have had mutual interest in each other. So... I don't think it's overly surprising where he's ended up. He said at the end of last season when he finished with the Angels, I want to win. And like you said, he's never been to the playoffs. And we're talking about, you know, probably the best baseball player of all time. He's never been to the playoffs. Mm. The Dodgers have been in the playoffs every single year of Shohei Otani's career. So he's been watching for 30 miles away. And they've won a World <laughs> Series and they've won pennants and a division, they're the reigning division champion. So and he's going into a division that, is normally one of the strongest ones, but at the moment, you know, the Padres are, are cutting their salary. The Giants haven't been up to much. Yep, the Arizona Diamondbacks went very well, but they've still, still finished 16 games behind the Dodgers in the regular season. So he's going to the best team in baseball, the best system in baseball at the moment, and he's getting paid to do it. I, I've got to remember, just quickly going back to his payment, that because of the international rules, because he came out of Japan and he was already playing professional baseball when he came over, there's some quite strict rules on what you can pay those players. So he's actually been played a lot under what he's worth for the entirety of his mm. career so far in Major League Baseball. So he deserves his payday. Mm. Anyway, he's, he's getting a payday. Hugh, I did wonder about the uh, going to the Dodgers from the Angels. Uh, it reminded me, you know, sort of go back to when Sol Campbell become a free agent <laughs> after his time at Spurs and he went across the road to Arsenal and they were, uh, you know, the Spurs fans were uh, called him Judas ever since. I mean, is the rivalry there? I mean, how was this going to go down when these two teams meet in regular season? Oh, there'll be some booze, but I mean, really, even if you're a diehard Angel fan, can you blame him? Like, everything we just said <laughs> about playoffs and winning, you know, he gave six years to them. Um, 
can you blame him? Like the man wants to win. He's 29 years old. Yet baseballers go longer than than the sports people we used to seeing, um, and the sports that we play. But just due to the physical nature of it, so yeah, he can probably play another 10 years. Um, but I don't think it doesn't have that rivalry of the Mets of the Yankees. Probably because the West Coast is a lot more chilled out than the East Coast and sports fan sports, sports fandom. Um, ways, but uh, no, I don't think it's going to really fire up too much. The Angels, unfortunately for them, you know, have had two of the best players of all time for the last six years and haven't made the playoffs. So, something's not right with that organisation, right? Hugh, what's your take on the length of the deals that we're seeing now? Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs, 10-year deal. Um, now you're seeing Shohei Otane with his 10-year deal. Could you, are you a fan of it? Uh, what are the upsides? What are the downsides? Could I had a little chat this morning, potentially, it was, a, it was a, a throwaway comment really, but about New Zealand rugby. Could we potentially see someone down under signing for a 10-year deal? Yeah, potentially. I mean, it's kind of um, coming into, especially in American sports, this era of player power. Is he that, that all these guys, that all the, the players have really taken control of their own careers? And, and you know, a lot of people say fair enough too. Um, mm. They lock in for 10 years and that is guaranteed money. You know, these guys play sports yeah. where, well, you did too, where, you know, your last day mm. on the sports field could be, your, you know, your next day on the sports field could be your last. Um, and yeah. so they want to guarantee uh, a living and guarantee the money that, that, that they're owed. So you can see why the agents push for it. There's pros and cons. The pro is if you're a Los Angeles Dodgers fan, then how excited are you this morning? That, um, <laughs> you know, one of the best players of all time has just signed for your team for 10 years. You don't have to worry in two years about the Yankees coming in to steal him or, you know, in football all the time when contracts are up and you get a whole nervy year of watching your favorite player. Uh, is he trying to impress, you know, Man City or whatever? You don't have to worry about that. Does it take away some of the drama from the sport? 100%. Because free agency, mm. you know, no one's done it better than America. Free agency is, is so exciting for fans. Um, and players moving is so exciting for fans as well as it can be heartbreaking. So there's definitely pros and cons. But from the, in this player-led era of, of you know, locking in big money, locking in contracts, locking in guaranteed pay, I, I see why it's happening. And I can see it happening down here. You know, the next generation of rugby star. I mean, I'm sitting right. I'm sitting right outside your old stomping ground. you're right outside Rugby Park here in Christchurch. About to spend a couple of days with the Crusaders. <laughs> the next generational talent who walks out of here. 100%. I can see New Zealand rugby throwing him a 10-year deal to keep your monsters and your Leinsters off him. You know, I can see it happening. Are you, yeah. Did you just say you were going to be the next generational talent to walk out of there, Hugh? <laughs> Well, I am waiting for an eight. I can't see anyone around just yet. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Um, on that, you know, I mean, we, we're used to this part of the world seeing, you know, four or five-year contracts uh, that don't actually really mean anything, particularly if you're in the NRL. Um, is How solid is this 10-year deal? I mean, if the New York Yankees do want him in two or three years' time, is there any way out for Shohei or is that it? Yeah, always. there's always a way out. And take you back to the player power thing, you know, it's, Things go south in LA, which they're unlikely to do. That is a very, very stable organisation. Um, all the history fits in the world. I'm sure you can get out of there. There's also trade. You know, I don't think I've seen a no trade clause on this deal. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I've seen that. So, you know, there's a chance he gets traded in a few years. But whoever he gets traded to is on the on the land for that 700 mil after his retirement or after that 10 year is up. Remember, so they're pretty much locked in Shohei Tane for 10 years. Um, and some, you know, so I think it's it's a it's a deal that we're going to be talking about for a long, long, long time. You know, like like we talked about yesterday, Ricardo just briefly more money than LeBron's ever signed for in his entire career. 
Yeah. It's great. Yes, Shohei Otani next it's... year will get paid more than the entire roster of the Oakland Eight. <laughs> I saw something. His contract is more than the entirety of the NRL for five seasons. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, do you remember? We What's remember going when, on? Um, I'm not a leaguey, so you have to correct me, but there was that, that Kiwis prop A who signed for 10 years with the Cowboys. Tamalolo. Tamalolo. Yeah, Jason Tamalolo. Yeah, and he did a 10-year deal, eh? And that was, was that for $10 million? Yeah, a million yeah. a season. Yeah, and this is $700 million. That shows you the difference it, like, in, what, in what we're dealing it, with here. What about Mike Trout, mate? Oh, look, I, I, I like MLB. Yeah. The reason I like the Anaheim Angels is when I was playing PlayStation, I actually played with them because of Mike Trout. Is he still a force? And what is wrong with the Anaheim Angels? Pitching. Like, well, it really has been pitching. They've never had pitching to back up their bats apart from Otani. Um, mm. If you go to LA, the Do- basically you think the Dodgers are, are what's wrong with the Angels. Um, <laughs> you know, they're just so attractive in LA. That's where you want to go. If you go to LA, you want to go to the Dodgers. Kind of like the Yankees have been for the Mets for so long over in New York. Um, yeah, Mike Trout's probably sitting there going, well, here we go again, because he built his loyalty to the Angels and re-signed on that huge contract. Um, probably the best hitter baseball's ever seen, and he can't make the playoffs. Um, mm. You know, it's really interesting how we, we compare sports as well. You know, we talk about making playoffs and winning rings in the NBA, make you the greatest or whatever, but you know, two of the greatest, and they've never even touched the playoffs in Major League Baseball. So it's a lot more data-driven game, I know. But, yeah, no, it's interesting to see what happens with the Angels. It could be a death knell for them. They could Maybe they need a super um, innovative GM to come in and rework how they do things um, there. Um, yeah, I remember you guys going up there and playing there. You know, it's right near Disneyland, the Angels. There shouldn't really be an issue with going to the Angels of Anaheim, <laughs> apart from the fact there's a there's a better team about 30 miles away. Oh, it's bloody crazy, uh, the, the amounts of money, the headlines that has been created because of Shohei Otani. We just want to quickly talk to you about basketball because yesterday was the conclusion of the in-season competition, the LA Lakers getting the job done. LeBron James adding another little credential to his resume, very successful, winning 500000 for each of his players for a wee bonus to boot, mate. Must say, is very successful from the NBA. Yeah, talk about innovation. How good was that? You know, it's such a simple oh, idea. Awesome. All those mm. games, count. I mean, they got the money to do it as well. You saw how much um, pageantry um, went around the whole tournament. But it caught my attention, you know, and this is the time of year in the NBA where, you know, I'm, I, I love, love the NBA, but you also have life, you know, and kids and jobs and stuff. So you kind of start, <laughs> I'm a massive Kings fan, as you fellas know, so you start the season, you go hard for the first 10, 15 games. And then you kind of settle into a bit of, oh, I'll catch it when I can, when I'm not too busy. And then, but this kept me going. And that's been the whole point of it. Yeah. Playoff basketball in November and December. You know, yeah, these games are just regular season games. You strip all the pageantry of the in-season tournament away. They're just regular season games. They count towards the ladder just as much as the games in September, just as much as the games in, in May. But they built this tournament structure around it. And it's caught everyone's attention. And how fitting is it that the king, LeBron James, wins it uh, and it really is fitting that like, we don't know how many years he's got left. The fact that he's running around doing what he's doing at 39 years old is phenomenal. Um, but it's really fitting that, that he won that tournament and won MVP. Uh, and it brought some awesome moments and some awesome breakout moments for guys like Tyrese Halliburton and Darren Fox hitting game winners in what are essentially playoff games, even though they're not NBA playoffs. Uh, I thought it was mm. a fantastic idea. Yeah, it's, uh, I can ba- see it happening in other sports around the world. Yeah, they're basically just taking the FA Cup and chucked it in the middle of the baseball season, haven't they? Uh, basketball season, haven't they? 
Yeah, it's like the FA Cup as if the FA if if the FA Cup games counted towards the league as well, right? They yeah. don't have the lower league structure that they have over in the UK, so they couldn't do one separately because that's the beauty of the FA Cup, as we know, all the magic, as they say. Then you play teams you don't normally play, so they build it up this way, and they simple things that cost millions of dollars, is like changing court colours and having that trophy made and all sorts, and uh, yeah, innovation and just entertainment, classic NBA. Yeah, classic NBA, all right. Uh, I was wondering, you, how long do you think LeBron does have? Because I know we've just talked about this uh, this in-season tournament win and MVP and things, but leading into this, his numbers hadn't been great and he had been missing a lot of games as well. I mean, it, it kind of feels like he needs to be managed now, but it's just whether or not LeBron will allow that to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean he is the smartest basketball player we've seen off the court for a long, long time. You know, all those rumours that he spends $1.5 million on his body each year. You know, whatever he's doing, he's doing something right to that, to that rig of his. And he always said he wanted to play with Bronny, right? That was that was what he said. He wanted to play with his son. Now, the odds of his son making the NBA took a big hit, obviously, when he had a cardiac arrest uh, at USC practice. But he is back, and he's back playing for USC. And if there's ever a kid that a team's going to take a punt on, it's going to be the son of LeBron James. So I could see that happening in a couple of years. I think he mm. deliberately signed a two-year deal with the Lakers, so he will be a free agent when Bronny has his first chance to make it into the NBA. Uh, I don't know. He loves to break records, extend records, and try and cement himself as the greatest of all time, which personally I think he did a long time ago. So uh, who knows how long he's going to keep going. Maybe he'll keep going until that team in Vegas eventuates because you know, by all accounts he's going to be the owner of that team or at least a, a, a part owner and, and GM. Uh, so he'll just keep cosily working the league into his favour and working, make, making his best path after retirement as well. And fair play to him too. Yeah, indeed. All right, good stuff, Hugh. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. Always Thanks, good to chat. Uh, and, and enjoy your time at the Crusaders HQ. I hope I hope they don't bleed yeah. the yellow and black out of you. <laughs> don't share anything, mate. Don't give them anything, <laughs> okay? It's, a, it's, it's an honour to go in there. Don't be a leak. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, boys.